Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Good evening, world. It's the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legero. And I am her lovely assistant, Moshe Kasher. We got some hot... Um, how are you, Tosh? Oh, I'm good. Got some hot um, c- celebration air horn news to tell the people... Thank you for all your supportive messages uh, about my air horn uh, situation. Triple air horn. Thank, well, uh, don't get to the punchline. Oh, I thought you already told people. No, I was at a double. Oh, right. I was at a double and some motherfuckers tried to steal my thunder. But he didn't know that I had a backup air horn. So I went up there with three air horns now. It was very precarious to get three fingers on it. And I had my daughter's finger on two of them and mine on one. But I gotta say, I have uh, I've redominated the neighborhood. Now they wait for the triple air horn, triple A, and um, and Moshe feels good about dominating something. Yep, I'm a dominant person. I'm 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 a dom. I'm a sexual dom, and uh, and a comedic sub. Uh, but Natasha, I don't know if you know this, but speaking of um, 8 p.m. celebration noise, I hope wherever you're living, people are doing it. And if they're not doing it, start it. Listen, I don't it, think it's happening everywhere, honey. I think we not. just live right by a Trader Joe's. And a fire a fire station as well. But I don't know if you know this, Tosh. I have some more uh, Los Angeles, our neighborhood, scream cheer for the essential workers related news. Okay. Um, we had a, a listener write in and tell us that on next door in our neighborhood, there was a person that complained about how at 8 p.m. they're trying to do a meditation class and that someone that she was calling the Silver Lake Screamer 
was disrupting her. Wait, me? I don't know if it's you well, or not. I'm doing like a primal scream. Hard at 8 to believe PM, it's but not you. I feel like it's blending into what other like the <laughs> it's blending into the wooing, but I just kind of need to like let it out. I mean, it's hard to believe it's not you because if there's more than one person <laughs> screaming the way you scream, I really wish you would do it. We should all just scream at 8 p.m. Well, people are screaming. Most people are doing the kind of the more traditional, the you know, the woohoo. I don't really do that. Or the, the yeah. I'm not like a team spirit person. No, you're more like a help me, help me. My uncle won't let me out of the basement scream. Anyway, I looked it up and uh, I couldn't find it, but I did find a thread. If you if you're if you're the listener. Give us a screenshot because I got to read this on the air. The Silver Lake Screamer. <laughs> I mean, I always called you that privately, but that was more of a sexual thing. <sighs> but if you're out there. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow night, I'll just be like, woohoo. No, I love it. Is that what uh, you guys do? Like, woohoo. No, I'm not trying to tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I don't want you to change. I'm I, trying to do my scream. I, I love it. <laughs> okay like that hopefully our listeners loved it too i put my mic down you know that was very good mic mic technique I'm but a professional voiceover person i know you are um I, I i i couldn't find it but i did find some funny there was a, a thread about a person complaining that they were trying to meditate and people were lighting fireworks our neighborhood is filled with fireworks it's a traditional thing it's like a mexican neighborhood thing and you know and then all these white gentrifiers move in i hate white gentrifiers you know what i mean <laughs> but anyway it's like hey if you move to a neighborhood where historically they light off firecrackers you're gonna have to deal with some fucking firecracker i god i hate a post that's like in this new year's could you please just cool it on the fireworks on new year's my dog my doggy it's like come on man put some earmuffs on your dog give him a xanax i don't know before i had a kid i cared about my dog too i care about my dog too how scared is your dog really we're gonna get hate mail oh, but anyway that's neither here nor there i found some funny ones um i'll, I'll read you the one that really made me laugh but uh this one i thought was a little funny uh this person uh is complaining they want to they want to meditate and uh, at, at 8 p.m. and somebody How about says 8:15. Well, that's ex- that's what they say. They say here. Uh, I agree. They say I agree. There's so many ways to be supported and connected. At 8 p.m. there are Zoom med- meditations and uplifting online events, which some of us prefer to noise, which is disruptive to folks meditating and to animals. This neighborhood needs to die. Maybe we deserve COVID. And to whom we feel connected. Maybe take a closer look at how all life is connected. Uh, maybe just hold up a sign that says thank you or go to the Good Samaritan or St. Vincent Medical Center at the changing of shifts and clap quietly. And somebody writes back, agreed. We should all respect each other's choice. The banging lasts for about five minutes. If you need to meditate, maybe consider the other 1,335 minutes of the day to do that. I thought that was a nice little burn. That is a good burn because it's like it truly lasts under it's under five minutes. Yeah, and it's just a, listen, is it corny? Maybe. Maybe it's a little corny that we do that. But it's a way for human beings to say to each other, this is not natural. We, just, we, we as the human animal, need to be in, in community with each other. And we, and we celebrate the people that are, that are working through this. And also we're celebrating the fact that we're still together. We're still people. We, we are one. And it's a good time for me to just scream rape. Well, speaking of, speaking of the other message that I found while I was searching for the Silver Lake Screamer, which I was unsuccessful in, was this. Unrelated, but I, it really did make me laugh. F- this 5 a.m. pleading scream at Los Feliz and Lowry is the, uh, oh is the subject. At just about 5 a.m. Friday morning, someone screamed the words, God, someone help me, please. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
it feels like a good thing to scream. Well, the indi- yeah, that's the kind of thing you do <laughs> to celebrate the essential night. workers. I'm celebrating the essential workers when I do my primal scream. I'm just saying I'm also like letting it out for myself too, for them. Well, so he goes on. While the individual went silent immediately after said plea, 911 was notified. Did anyone else hear it or know the resolution? <laughs> Somebody writes back, first comment, I did not. I was sleeping at the time. <laughs> Why would that man write into this thread? About a woman screaming a plea for help and go, no, I didn't hear that scream. I was sleeping at the time. I think it's because 80-year-olds are on next door. Oh, and they just, they, they'll they answer any question. They think every Probably. rhetorical, every question is directed at them. Last time I looked at next door, someone was like, does anyone have a piano I can borrow to practice a song I'm trying to learn from like Tuesdays from three to five? And someone had it. I read, an, <laughs> I read a quarantine poem from an 85-year-old woman mm-hmm. on, next, on door? next door and it made me cry. Can I read it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it. This is the next door, the next door uh, episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. But listen, I don't know if I've been in quarantine too long, but it's not a great sign of your emotional stability when poems on next door are making you cry. But it did. It made me tear up because, like I said, I just am a believer in that we're like connected and people need human contact. They really did. And um, so, uh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read you this poem and then we're going to call our guest. It's an exciting night here on the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's house arrest is the subject from Mary Lou. Hello, neighbors. I am 85 and counting, have not been for a walk in over a month and getting a little stir-crazy. Here's a nonsense rhyme for your amusement. Healthy focus or hocus-pocus, a sprig of sage in your attire, a lucky charm in this quagmire against an enemy we cannot see, a ray of hope for you and me. I mean, this quarantine is making everyone into Instagram poets. <laughs> I also realized in the first line that she's a bit of a COVID truther. Healthy focus or hocus pocus. Oh, right. Maybe I don't have as much pity for old Mary Lou as I thought. She's like, maybe this is a lie that was cooked up in a Chinese laboratory. I mean, she might have been in Huntington Beach protesting. Well, the interesting thing about this is that a lot of people who are older, like Fran Lebowitz, I mean, she's not 80, but she's like in her, I think, 70s. And she said that... It's weird being around New York City and seeing something that you've never seen in your lifetime. At that age to see something. To be that old singular. and be like, we've never seen this before. That's right. what's, I, I think, very, you know, the, the scariest thing about this. No, the scariest thing about this whole COVID thing, and I'm not, I, I don't want to be insensitive to other people's fears, but by far the most frightening thing I would say in the entire world right now is the sound of you screaming at 8 p.m., <laughs> the Silver Lake screamer herself. <laughs> Right now we're going to call our guest. He's written on every television program that you love. The Good Place, Parks and Rec, Master of None. I mean, everything else. He's got a Netflix special. Uh, He's a great stand-up comedian. He's the best. And he's our dear friend. And we miss him. And we love him. And we used to eat Chinese food with him all the time. And now we can only have him on the podcast. Let's give a buzz to our friend, Joe Mandy. Hello. Joe. Hi, Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you guys? Good. We're good. Hey, we wonder, are there people screaming in your neighborhood at 8 p.m.? Are they what? Do they like cheer in your neighborhood at 8 p.m.? Oh, fuck yeah, they do. In (laughs) fact, there's a house like halfway down the block that has a 
weekly drum circle that uh, <laughs> that um, only Kylie is invited to. I've never been invited. Wait, the woman who runs it. Your wife uh, gets has, invited, but you don't, huh? Yeah, yeah. So the woman who runs the drum circle, she's in her 50s and walks her dog by our house and then like in front of me will only invite Kylie to this drum circle and uh, you gotta go what else is he's there not to do? invited he oh but by go. the way who wants to go to a drum circle and be next to he people? means historically oh yeah but every night now at eight people start like banging and cheering but then suddenly there's like a very serious like boom 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 like they really go for it every night that's amazing i mean to her credit dude knowing you if i like if she just got a like a sniff of your vibe i wouldn't i don't think i would invite you to my drum circle no no i i'm not offended i totally get it it's just very funny like there's no even like attempt to include me it's just like this woman picks up on kylie's vibe is just like you should come to our drum circle you seem like you would fit in with a bunch of weirdo fifties <laughs> to seventy year olds. Well, uh, well, Joe, <laughs> Bernie supporters. We want to let you know about a situation. Not to be too repetitive on the podcast, but I really think you'd appreciate this. We we have people cheering in our neighborhood, and Natasha yeah. has like a, a I would say a, a fairly terrifying uh, primal scream that she does every night. Uh-huh. And one of our listeners, because well, it's like out the window and everyone's doing it, so I'm just using it as a as an opportunity, you know. And we've been okay. la- I've been laughing about it for the last couple of weeks, but um, someone wrote us. Uh, who listened to us talking about it on the podcast and said that there was a next door post of a person in our neighborhood complaining about the the Silver Lake screamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. Since you guys live on the same block as a Charles Manson murder victim, that's right. That's right. We're right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like the the second Silver Lake screamer. I would imagine. <laughs> Um, wait, wait, I have a question, Joe. You're a very, uh, you know, you, you're a very um, informed person. You're on the Internet all the time. How big of a nightmare is the situation that's happening right now do you, in your estimation? Um, you know, I feel like I've been I'm like weirdly equipped for this lifestyle. I've been saying for years that we live in hell. So this is just like the <laughs> crystallization of it. You actually sell a T-shirt that says we live in hell, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So nothing no, has mean, really changed. Nothing's. I mean, I feel like I'm just like I've been here. So now, just like everyone's caught up to me. I mean, it sucks. It sucks a lot. I, um, I, I feel like I, I go kind of mad every. I, I, I need to stop watching those goddamn press conferences. <laughs> yeah, man. No news on video. No one should be watching any video of the news, even on your phone. Why are you guys watching these videos it's, of the news? No, What's I don't wrong know. with it's you? Like, it's like it's like picking at a scab, though. Like I know it's gonna make me mad, but I like I just like I just can't believe how uh, how blatant the like the, the lies are like yeah. and it's so crazy like they have like actual professionals and scientists up there and then he just like lies he's all like, day long like for it's crazy he's like let me just do a little riffing here thank you dr <laughs> fauci let me just um, uh, like... america is handling this better than <laughs> no, any other it nature funny <laughs> nation it's, it's exactly it's it's the presidential version of like stand-up comics doing bullshit on instagram live like he can't go to his rally so he just like <laughs> assembles like 30 journalists and then fucking lies and talks about like african-american unemployment or whatever just to like like get scratch that itch it is funny Sucks. that we're in the time of this nation and this world's probably the deepest insecurity fear and vulnerability 
point we've ever had in this whole generation that the person that's swooping in to give us daily affirmations is Donald Trump. Yeah, the dumbest motherfucker. And Jared Kushner is like in charge of the coronavirus. Oh yeah, I know. You like you're a big fan of Jared. You and (laughs) you and Jared Kushner were in uh, uh, Alpha Phi Omega. They went to Harvard together. They're they're old boys. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we live a certain lifestyle. So um, I've I've fucked Jared Kushner like multiple (laughs) times. It's been. Yeah, me and Bill Maher have uh, both fucked Jared Kushner at the same time. Oh, wait. So it was like two, like double penetration on, on him or is it one yeah. hole? One yeah, side, yeah, one yeah. Hole? I think it's called a spit roast. I don't know all the yeah. terminology. Oh, no, that's not. Okay, so spit roast is different. But that was you making eye contact with Bill Maher but with Jared yes, Kushner. Yes, that's between. what we did. No, so it wasn't double. No, I, I thought no, it was. I've never, I've never done. I guess it's not possible. Is it possible to double penetrate a man? Yeah, it just yeah, because one he's fucking a guy and then he's getting a guy fucked up his butt. No, he's t- we're talking about something else. But if he's man enough, Joe is the answer to your oh, question. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got to okay. be man enough to take two. Man uh, enough to take two. So that's Wait, no, let me let me just text Bill see if he's down. To try that. <laughs> well, the problem is, Joe. The problem is that Bill Maher, as you know, uh, but our listeners may not, is a notoriously uh, well endowed comedian. Uh, do you know um, that? Do you know that? No, Moshe. Why do you know that? Because it was talked about. Because uh, I went to the same fraternity as Jared Kushner, and, uh, and I rushed. I, I too rushed. Joe, you weren't there that afternoon. It was uh, Sebastian Maniscalco and uh, and Bill Maher. It was a wild yeah. night. No, um, it, yeah. no. I need to get that started. I need to get that rumor started about me. I like. I put Bill Maher to shame when we fuck. Together. Oh, yours is really big, is what you're saying. Compared, yeah, yeah, exactly. Only compared to Bill Maher. No, the the reason I know that is that there was a um. An, uh, a woman named Superhead, a former guest of my old podcast, The Champs, who wrote a tell-all. She was like a yes, no. Actually, this is on my no no bit. This is on my quarantine reading list. I have oh. to read the Superhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, one, I, one of my best friends from high school told me I have to read the the Superhead uh, the memoirs. Well, in that memoir, you will find out what you already knew, which is that she mentions that Bill Maher that she slept with Bill Maher and that he had um, a larger than average dong. Oh, he must love that. I know. What a good thing. If you if you if you get mentioned in a sex tell all, that's what you want. It's like yeah, the one blurb will... is pretty damn big. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you seem like you're in a good space for um giving advice to people right now. So we thought we'd make a make a telephone call and talk to some of our listeners. Are you down? Yeah, I would love this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, now we're going to call Danielle in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Hello? Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Danielle. Yes? Joe. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. I can now. It's Natasha Legera and Moshe Kasher and our friend Joe Mandy. Joe, are you on the line? Oh, my goodness. Hey, oh, he's here. Good. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um what's going on tell us tell us how it's going okay so i uh i've been married to the same person for almost 18 years and uh he's like a really wonderful guy a responsible great uh provider but um he has always well he's always smoked either a little pot or a lot of pot and uh, it's always been an issue and a struggle for us and i would say since the pandemic hit it's gone from sometimes to always. And it's driving me crazy. 
What 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 makes you so crazy about it? Are you like just well, the, are you just like a hardcore square? No, you know, I think I've become I've become square and square. The more it's bothered me, like when 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 we got married, I would say I smoked pot a little and he smoked pot a lot, um, and then we had kids and I pretty much smoked pot almost never. I think I I, I don't. That's like exactly the question. Actually, is I just find. Uh, I just find it annoying. It's like I feel like I'm married to uh, Jeff Spicoli or something. <laughs> what does he do that's so annoying when he's high? Like Moshe doesn't get high but plays video games all day. So. Similar. <laughs> it, it, might, it, it probably doesn't look that different. Like he's an introvert anyway and he just uh, further, uh, what's the verb for that? Introverts? He further uh, recedes. Right. Well, I, I would ask, like, what time does the receding start? Like now, during, uh, quote, these times, these, these whatever times. Um, After the kids go to bed. No, she's talking yeah. about quarantine times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, if the receding happens right away. No. Wait, are you you're asking what time are you telling your dog to go away or is that your stoned husband that you're suing out of the room? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's my teenage daughter. <laughs> Why do you put her on the line? I think. Okay. No, so, no, your your daughter probably be like, Yeah, my dad's cool. I'm my mom unfortunately is a narc, but my dad my dad's a super <laughs> chill dude. I mean, here's what I'll tell you is that whenever I get high, Moshe's always like, Go get more stoned. I I so think I it, feel very lucky, but like, what is it about him getting stoned that bothers you so much? See, you're asking. I, I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> I guess that was a little unrealistic for a 10 second phone call. But um, I, I think I just feel uh, it's like he's retreated. He's disappeared. And I don't want to be married to someone who's disappeared. I hear that. I mean, here's my here's my first gut take on this is that uh, is that you first and foremost the the part where he's up upticked in pot smoking during the pandemic like i think you gotta just i think that oh, there are no rules right now joe mandy how many loaves of bread have you baked since the pandemic <laughs> i'm like roofing bread right now during I the podcast so, <laughs> but yo but i also roofing, smoke mad bread. weed though i also smoke mad weed okay so uh so you're like a chill baker, and you're more. I'm like both of you. I'm. I'm... <laughs> but like everybody's doing the thing that I'm playing more video games. You know, Natasha is screaming, "Help me, God, help me!" out of a window. Like we're all doing right, the things right, right. that make us a little more comfortable because we're all a little insecure, uh, and we're all a little uncomfortable right now. So we we go to the thing. It's like a com- it's like a comfort blanket. That. But you seem certainly within your rights to just talk to him about that and say, you know, when you do get high, I feel very distant and very disconnected to you. Yeah. And, I, wonder and that, you guys okay, need to, I, I wonder if you guys have to like play Scrabble together. He gets baked and you guys play Scrabble or Pictionary. Or so you just gotta, that's like, a good real, idea. Like, like do something together. I mean, uh, I know. See, because I find him really annoying when he's high. He really does. <laughs> and the, the Spicoli was an exaggeration, but he gets this kind of like, adolescent vibe that drives me nuts so i just sort of go okay he's retreating and then i like sort of physically retreat uh meaning i'll like just go into another space because i'm like Ugh, i don't 
this version of him I don't like to be around. And then the morning comes and, you know, he's not high for the first couple hours. I'm like, oh, right. This is that guy I love. Um, And then he sort of disappears throughout the day. And from his perspective, and this is a little bit where uh, I'd love your feedback. He's like, you know, I do everything I say. You know, he doesn't sort of fit the classic pot smoker uh, problems of like, he's irresponsible. He's lazy. Like he's still super high functioning. He's, he's like renovating two bathrooms. Like it's amazing. He's just, an- <laughs> well, can, you, can you tell me more about how he's annoying? I mean, wh- I, cause what I'm trying to figure out like, is like, is he, does he have a problem with smoking pot? Because that's possible. She's and, like, just less attractive attracted to him when he's hot. Yes. Right. But I, what yes. I'm trying to get to, what I'm trying to get to and trying to figure out is, is he actually a person who becomes annoying or are you a person who's become annoyed by by him for smoking? Mm. Like if he smokes oh. if he's a drug person and he has a problem, that's bad in a relationship. There, there there's no argument there. There's no there's no there's no inherent morality of drugs unless it's meth or heroin or coke. Like when it comes to pot, like there's nothing inherently moral, immoral, annoying, not annoying about it. But there's something in always inherently and clearly negative about somebody with a problem with drugs if he's got a problem with drugs you're well within your rights to say this is unacceptable i can't live like this but if you have a problem with drugs if you have a problem with drugs that is that you just have become more judgmental the longer you guys have been married well that's a you problem i think wait could it be both i'm sure yes definitely okay because i think the problem actually is that he contends that there's no such thing as having a problem with pot and i contend that there is you know like that's almost our fundamental disagreement is like he thinks that there's no such thing as being addicted to pot what does a problem look like around this particular substance how do you you i I need to know i need to know how what does this bathroom renovation look like like (laughs) no 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 no, putting up scarface posters (laughs) (laughs) no no is he exactly what joe mandy and i are is did he grow up in the exact era that joe mandy and i i love your your reference to a a stoner as a scarface poster which by the way i had in my childhood bedroom growing up joe you did absolutely yes so cute yeah, what is it? What what what's the what's the what's the deal? Like, I mean, I guess like, I guess like. I mean, here's the thing: he's not going to change. Well, he might. He's not going to stop smoking pot in the pandemic. The, the pandemic. I'm saying put the. So pandemic she needs to just aside. get through this. Everyone's yeah, going to like I get divorced. Let, I actually this. can let go of the pandemic if That's this good. just happens to be when I'm talking to you. Okay, listen. And I have like I'm not I'm not actually mentioning it. I'm actually being a really good wife and just being like we're just going to all get along we need uh peace in the house right now and you know like that's the most important thing but big picture is where you know i'd love your advice well here okay here's my my thought i i brought up the idea that like somebody might have a problem um and and or and you or the other side was and i made it too a little bit too binary you might just have a problem with being judgmental and you said something interesting you said could it be both meaning you are aware that probably there is some truth to that at least that part of it whether or not he has a problem you have become more judgmental around pot smoking especially with him totally i totally own that yeah so in in my many years in aa the thing and i don't really go to AA anymore i don't go to AA anymore but the thing i've kept with me probably the most primary thing that i've kept with me from my aa years is this is this idea 
and I think it's such a powerful idea, which is that anytime you're upset or agitated with someone else, you ask yourself, it says, it, it says and I, I'm going to sound like a Bible thumper, but, uh, but I remember the passage. It says, leaving, leaving aside the wrongdoings of others, we asked ourselves, how were we to blame? And I t- take that idea into every angry, resentful situation I have in my life. I 100% drop what the other person did wrong and ask myself, what did I do wrong? And then I can take action on this because that's the only thing, like Natasha said, he's not going to change, at least not because you tell him to change. But the only so no, you have for no, sure. The only thing you have power over, the only change you have power over is you. So you got to get to what is it that's charging your judgment and, uh, and anger that has, irrespective of whether or not he's got a problem with pot, what part of it is you? And then once you get to the bottom of that, then you can deal with it in a more honest and real way because then you won't be uh, be distracted by the noise of your own resentment and judgment and you'll be able to communicate with him in a more honest way. I don't disagree. I mean, I do agree with you. And I actually, you know, like I feel like I am working on, not to go too deep, but like I am working on that with my own therapist. And, uh, you know, I started to go to Al-Anon meetings before the pandemic hit, even Good. though that was like sort of a different, but, but again, I think like the one thing I'll come back to is like, in your guys' opinion, and you're, you know, either as current or former pot smokers, like, can you have a problem with pot smoking or is that off the table? And, and like, what does it look like? How do you know? Right. He's saying that's, there's no such thing as a problem with pot. Exactly. That's very exactly. infuriating. Cause it's like, obviously bullshit there could be there could be a problem Thank with you. anything there could be a problem <laughs> yeah. with buying too many antiques i mean you could have a problem with anything you could over you could overproof your your dough right now and there'd be a problem with the bread no that's i fucked up two loaves of bread three days ago by overproofing <laughs> exactly. so that's not wait yeah. are you doing no need bread or regular I'm doing regular sourdough, okay. so it, it. it was. I I don't want to get into it. I bought sorry. Faulty, <laughs> I bought faulty flour from a woman off eBay out, out of panic, and uh, <laughs> I had a panic by it, it ruined all my bread. I but had this, a panic by yesterday. This is not. It, that's beside the point. Oh no, Natasha did. No, have yesterday qu- I, I started panicking that they were going to run out of sandboxes. No, she <laughs> was panicking that they were going to run out of sand. That's what she said to me today. And so I started ordering my child. Uh, a, a, a sandbox. A sandbox, but then I got one that was way too big, and then Home Depot said I couldn't return she it. She got the dimensions, <laughs> and it would have taken up the entirety of our front yard. And, and she's I like, was on a sand calculator because they don't tell you how much sand you need to buy to put into this massive sandbox. Anyway, if you could have Joe, but I, I was panicked. I was sweating. It's like it can happen. Joe, w- what's your name again? Me? Yeah, the officer. Danielle. Oh, yeah, Officer Danielle. If you could have seen <laughs> the vibe that Natasha was bringing to this sand conversation, <laughs> it was like she was. It was like she had just snorted a bump of crank. Like she was just like it wasn't normal at all. She's like, I just think we need to get this right now. I really think that they might even run out of sand, and at a certain point, people are going to go to the Home Depot. There's not going to be any sandboxes left, and so we're just. I just need to do this right now. It doesn't really matter how big or small it is. It needs to be the hexagon one. Yeah, I, I just think that our child will stay in it for hours at a time, and it just be. And it was crazy. So yeah, okay, no, but- I get it. You should have seen the state I was in when I bought that eBay flower. I went to six. 
different grocery stores to in Koreatown looking for normal AP flour. They didn't have any. You're physically going to grocery stores looking for this? Yes. It was psychotic. Every time I went to a new grocery store, I was like, I'm getting this virus. There's no way I'm not getting the virus. I'm getting the virus, but I'm also getting this flour. Both of those things are happening. Well, I mean, I didn't get either. Wait, so is this all to illustrate the point that anything can become a problem? No, this is what we I do believe that. This is what we we call in the comedy industry an aside. But, yeah. (laughs) No, but essentially, I I understand. Like, your fundamental problem with him is that he's like, there's no such thing as a problem with pot. Right. And And you're like, well, you can't do it all the time. And, yeah, and then he's, like, telling you you're controlling. So that's not really fair. And. It does seem like a bigger issue, in my opinion. No. Because, like, Moshe yeah. is so, so cool with me smoking pot that... But the reason that I'm so cool with you smoking pot is that you don't have a problem with it. How do you know that? Because I would notice. How can you tell? Because I... What would it look like? I mean, it's... What, do you, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. for, for me, hearing your story, I don't know if you're being overly uh-huh. sympathetic to your husband or not, but what it would look like, and what, what the classic definition of addiction is, whether it's physical or not, is that... You can't stop doing it. You do it too much and it interferes with your ability to show up for life and or gain happiness from life. Are those things true? Mm-hmm. Are they true in in his mind? Well, they, she's got to judge. Mean, do, you, do you think I that mean, those things are true about your okay. husband? This is going to go way deeper than we can get into, but I would say it's probably true from my mind because I value emotional intimacy more than he does. And that's the thing that the pot smoking gets in the way of, of being like beyond the surface. Like to me, when, yeah. when I'm talking to someone who's high, are you smoking right now? And I don't have a dry cough. Good. I feel like you could, you know, carve out, like times i don't know i mean i feel like there's a there's like an adult conversation to be had about like what time a certain activity can begin or something if it if you feel like if it's just like all day long and you're not having like an emotional connection to someone that you know like but then how does she not be his like mother and like be like you can't you can't smoke weed until 6 p.m no that's that's exactly i asked for not till after dinner Okay. And? Mm, no, it didn't really happen. Even, I mean, even here, pre-pandemic. Here's the thing I'm thinking. is like, even if you're being unreasonable, even if you're being um, a stick in the mud, uh, he's your <laughs> husband. Polite. He's your right. husband. And so you are owed uh, a little bit of, you know, like of consideration in that way like i love what joe was saying like if you guys came to an agreement like well i need you whether it's real or not when you smoke pot i feel uh emotionally removed from you so it doesn't even matter if you're the problem i'm saying i'm the problem i'm gonna accept that it would help Mm -hmm. me to feel intimate with you if on Fridays you didn't smoke pot and we just were able to be together and have like a date, a and date maybe night replace together. it with something like we could do a fun activity, like watch a movie we like. Because I yeah, mean, what's yeah, happening yeah. is he's getting high, he's retreating into his own world, and he's kind of right. leaving you out. The, and like that's yeah, what I tell Moshe exactly. sometimes. Sometimes oh, I tell Moshe, good. I'm like, I didn't get married to like not have conversations. Like I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, but like... unfortunately, she does that. She lifts up <laughs> one side of my head, my PlayStation Four headset, screams that into my ear, and then slams the headphone back down. So that that also isn't 
Uh, Wait, you wear the headset? Yes, oh, he's boy. always like talking to like five different teenagers. Oh boy, fuck you, Joe. You're the one that's fucking <laughs> on the black market for flour. <laughs> we no, all have Xbox, our issues. But I don't like talk to people. <laughs> no, Moshe, I'll read by. He's like, I'll walk by. He's like, do you have the gun? Do you guys have the gun? Hey, how do you have the gun? Go, who's going to the farmer's market on Friday? <laughs> You want to pick me up some raspberries? <laughs> oh, I need some more Nicorette. Hey, I got the gun. Go get the grenade. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, it, it is a deeper issue. I think you're right to know it's a deeper issue. But what you have to find is like, it's not so much about him not smoking pot. It's about you getting what you need. So if he's like savvy and smart enough, maybe he can figure out how to like smoke pot, but also give you what you need, which is like, right, right. You know, some some intimacy, some like connection. I got some bad a bad suggestion for you that you, you might hate. Oh, great! <laughs> what if you say yes. to him Friday nights, please don't get high. We can have a date together. I'll feel more comfortable. Saturday nights, yeah. I'll smoke a blunt with okay. you. Ooh, that's good. yeah. I was well, gonna. I, I, mean, I mean, similarly, I was gonna mention the the two point five milligram mints that I have. That you can <laughs> yeah. You can microdose. Yeah, yeah, no, I have nuggets, but I, I mean, <laughs> nuggets. I don't think he, yeah. The, the, no, I mean, I know what they are. Like, I just didn't yeah, expect yeah, okay. you to be saying that. I was, you got nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. I mean, I'm a. I, I've become more sticky in the muddy than I think I really am. But uh, sticky, icky. I, we, yeah, yeah. Prior sticky, to the pandemic, the <laughs> we we were having like a date night once a week, and he would not be high for that dude you gotta that's get that you back gotta get, keep so, so doing like, that, that. Was great but like once a week that felt really thin to me i was like okay well this is really nice but like you know for and again like that's like i just have to figure out what's what's the minimum like that feels like enough non-high time well like, why don't I you just figure start, that out, start but, by getting that date night back that would be awesome yeah. for your in, for your emotional intimacy forget Absolutely. trying to for, and forget trying to analyze how much intimacy you need before you even get it just get what you can right now get and, back and, and to that try to try to get talk yourself out of like you know keeping track of how often he's high and how i don't know it just feels like that's just going to be yeah, I agree. Hard for you. Yeah, like, I yeah. think it's better to focus on yourself and what you need, and maybe there's something that he could do while he's high that would be helpful to you. Like, you know, oh, like, he is. He's renovating two bathrooms. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, he really is. <laughs> you got a stoner that's renovating two bathrooms. I say you just suck it up. And it, also, just yeah. let him know that you're there for him too. Like, you know, it's hard, and you know, I'm always here to talk to. And I, I don't I, know. I you got, don't want to be the person who's like. Every time he talks to you, it's a conversation about his weed and right. Unless because, you want to, because then with that, him. with that, with that conversation, then he's going to retreat further every time you talk about it, and then and then you're going to be starting at a lower and lower baseline every conversation. You know, if For every sure. time you no, guys totally talk about agree. it, it's a scold. Then my final bit of advice is: um, is uh -huh. you live in Massachusetts? Yeah. Is pot legal there? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. I was going to say you could just call yeah, the yeah. cops and get him arrested, <laughs> have him taken out of your <laughs> no. life permanently, but I don't think that's what I'm no, in and, the cards. Uh, that has definitely changed. Like, A, but first we had medical, and then he got a card, and then his pot smoking increased, and then it became legal, and then it really increased. Now, so let me just ask you, like did his of... medical malady that he got the card for, did that get better once weed got legalized? <laughs> uh, his, uh, <laughs> his, his insomnia? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I think it got better. <laughs> no, he might have an ac uh, acute nagging wife. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Danielle. I am cute. Well, 
I, I believe it. And you know what? You're cute and you deserve, you do deserve emotional intimacy. And if you don't feel like you're getting it, that's a problem in a marriage. Forget whether or not he's got a problem with weed. It's a problem for you to not feel fulfilled with get your, your intimacy. Get your date night back. Get that date See where night. you're at. Yep. And get your bread proofed. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's for it's sure. Doing it, I'm doing it overnight. So uh, this was really helpful. I love this podcast and you guys are great. So well, thank you. you. Good luck. Thanks, Danielle. 420, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I have to say, I'm of the mind of like letting people take it easy right now on the pandemic. I the agree. Pandemic. I like agree. With my even my kid, like she's getting Jello and ice cream every day. I, yeah. I, I just don't know what else to do. Well, she smokes so much weed; yeah. she wants Jello and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, she's got munchies. <laughs> Joe, what do you are, are you are you and your wife like? Are you are, do you feel like you're just kind of like allowing things? I feel. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like uh, we're not. We're we're both like. Do you ever see that movie Burn After Reading? I feel like we're both a little bit like uh, the John Malkovich character. Like we we wait until like the clock hits five o'clock exactly, and then we like pop open a bottle of wine and like I think we're definitely like drinking that's me by more. myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine living with me and you can't even crack it open to celebrate. I, so you're saying like your relationship with alcohol or pot or whatever is all based on like let's not let this thing slip through our fingers just because we're in quarantine. A little bit, it's just, yeah, but it's like that, that's been a little bit like we've like eased that a little. And then like oh, I saw burn know. after reading. It's the second it turns five, John Malkovich pours the glass. Is that the scene you're talking exactly, about? Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what he does. That's like <laughs> totally. that's what we're doing. <laughs> me pretty too. Much. But I think like But then I talked to someone who said they started at lunchtime. So then recently I was like, Oh, at lunch should I start having a drink? Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, like Kylie works from home, so there's a whole dynamic where like she's working all day and like I am working too on on certain things, but like what me working just is a different experience than what she's doing. So it, like a lot of the time it looks like I'm doing nothing, you know, so it's, you're like it, watching a, a, a movie or watching something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Or, or like taking a break from writing and playing Xbox or whatever, but it is like, I can't just like sit and write for eight hours. I'll lose my mind. So it's like, uh, that whole thing of just like being very aware of each other's like time and like work space has been, an interesting uh, new thing to navigate. We have and this. it's good to be understanding of that too, yeah. right? Like once Kylie understands or like even me, like once I, cause like for me to think that someone would like need to decompress by playing a video game, I don't even understand mm -hmm. that. Like that just right. seems pathetic to me. Okay, or, or, well, no, 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 no. I'm just I saying just it. I feel like the addendum <laughs> at the end. The first sentence felt like, oh, I hear you. <laughs> no, but like knowing that like, you know, because I see you, Moshe, because you're like, you'll be writing on your computer and then you'll be playing a video game. And it's like, I, I, that's just how your mind works. And it's like, I just have to accept that and be accepting. Right. Of we that. don't all chill out by reading a Diane von Furstberg <laughs> biography. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you need to like turn off your head a little bit yeah well I I, I I think that like natasha and i we, we what we're figuring out is like we've got this kid and we both have projects that we're working on so we're, we we have this like arrangement where monday tuesday wednesday i watch the kid all 
all morning. From like 8 a.m. to 8 1. To, to 1 or 2 while she's up okay. in the office writing. So I can get a little momentum because we were doing every right. other day, but I was like, I'm not able to get m- momentum that and way. Then, and, then right. I get, right, right. and then I get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we hang out together, and then su- I get Sunday. And, uh, and that's, I think everybody's figuring out these little like, you know, negotiations on how to figure it out. But I do like the idea of Kylie, like, with a nice sweater on in a Zoom meeting all day long, working hard, going, oh, it's almost five. I can't wait for that wine. And you, like, with your, uh, like, NBA uh, shorts and an and a Xbox 360 <laughs> headset going, like, oh, yeah. it's quitting time. <laughs> yeah, no, even worse is, like, when I'm, like, un, you know, quote, unquote, unwinding by playing nba 2k i'm like furious and like yelling at the tv that they're cheating and then she's like what's wrong and it's like no i'm relaxing it's just this game is fucking bullshit and i'm relaxing that's the most joe yeah. mandy the most joe mandy anecdote yeah. i feel i've ever yeah. heard in my life it had all the elements basketball stress a hilarious anecdote. Right. Hey, Joe, we do a segment on the podcast where we hear secrets that were left to us by our listeners, our deep, dark secrets. And um, so can we, we're going to just play a few and then we can riff on them. Great. I love it. And Great. then we'll let you go back to proofing. <laughs> and Moshe can then go. Play go play some more video games. Video Hell yeah. Games. <laughs> I also do think it's interesting while we try to get these secrets booted up. I do think it's interesting that we're all, I don't know if you're doing this, Joe, but like, it seems like the world is getting into watching corny stuff all of a sudden, like old things that you wouldn't haven't watched or wouldn't have ever watched. Like, like what, Moshe? Like I watched, like all, I watched all the Star Trek: The Next Generation movies last night. I watched. You're a, always trying to get an excuse to watch those, though. Last night I watched a Siberian Gulag escape film that I saw like ten years ago, and I was like, you know, I think I'll just watch that again from midnight to two o'clock in the morning. Are you watching anything weird right now? People are watching rewatching Cheers. People are rewatching the Muppet movies that I've seen on twitter you got anything no i mean like i we've discovered that we have a mtv channel that plays music videos like modern day music videos. oh weird i feel like we're just watching we're like watching a lot of mtv like the way i did when i was a teenager wouldn't that right? be like that just, sounds good actually or music video it also it would also be nice to just watch some vintage videos is that available? Yeah, I kind of wish they played older videos because, like, I don't give a fuck about, like, Camila Cabello, whoever whoever she is. <laughs> right. But, uh, I yeah, was Somebody no, was telling is, me. Like, I guess I'm sort of, like, reverting back to, like, a cornier time of my life, if that's what you mean. I like, I'm definitely, like, just sitting and, like, watching music videos I, a lot. I think it's comfort. I think that's what everybody wants. We're all so uncomfortable with what's happening. That we are looking for comfort. I think that's what it is. That's why people are baking. That's why people are playing video games. Is that why I read Woody Allen's biography? Yeah, for comfort. (laughs) The classic comfort of Woody (laughs) Allen. (laughs) Well, I just love his movies. So, you know, I needed a fix. I more love his... uh, romantic life but yeah i i love his lifestyle yeah, yeah his lifestyle that's that's what i'm after god we did see hannah and her sisters though the other day joe have you seen it no god damn it i mean he's the best comedic filmmaker i think probably ever as as difficult as it is to say are we ready on this, some secrets? this should we should just um have this be a clip for the podcast <laughs> the darkest <laughs> secrets i actually love woody out yeah <laughs> All right, hold on. Here we go. We're ready. Here we go. You know, I spend a lot of time just listening to his clarinet music. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't like his movies that much, honestly. And his I, movies and... can suck my dick. No, he, he, the the man, the when he plays that horn. No, Joe, it's like this. It's like I don't like his movies, and I find him to be a behaviorally and morally a, a straight up monster. But his yeah. clarinet is you have to separate the artist from the art, and his clarinet is so artistic. It's just, it's like an angel. I gotta hear him blow. I gotta hear that boy blow. Um, what do you like better, Steve Martin's banjo or Woody Allen's <laughs> clarinet? Hold on, we're playing a secret. I, oh God, I wish I want to put them together. <laughs> All right, I want to hear, hear Woody Allen's clarinet. Steve Martin's banjo and Bill Maher's fat dick. All, all for- <laughs> no, Steve, no, Bill Maher's just in the back with one of those uh, orchestral <laughs> bass drums, those big ones, you know, and he's just dropping yeah. his dick. Yeah, he's just banging. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. this has been fun. Let's play a secret. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, so this is my secret. I've never told anybody. When I was 16, I was... <laughs> I was home alone, and I was smoking weed because it was 4.20, and I went into my bathroom (laughs) to wash my hands, and I realized that the sink, like the faucet was leaking, so I pushed the handle back, and the handle shut off, (laughs) and water was coming out at like, it had more than 80 miles per hour, it was was so terrible, and I didn't realize that there was a shutoff valve, so I freaked out. And I left my house. I just, I ran. And there was a, there was a park two blocks from my house. And I went there, um, kind of like to sober up. And, uh, a few hours later, I walked back to my house and my parents were home. And there were four, um, fire trucks outside. <laughs> and I got home and I pretended that I didn't know what happened. I had, I walked around. I was like, oh my God, what's, What's the problem? Uh, I completely destroyed the house. Uh, there was $500,000 of infrastructural damage. Um, and, oh my God, it was terrible. And I told my parents that I had no idea what happened. Uh, and they believed me. And still to this day, uh, we talk, they talk about it. About how, you know, we had to live in a hotel for three months. Uh, and it was all my fault, but they don't know that. And I never told anybody that before, so thank you so much for listening. Bye. Oh, man. You know what's who that person needed at that time was Danielle's husband to come in and do some yeah, restoration work. On... <laughs> I have to say, when I was young, I was extremely comfortable lying. Yeah, for sure. Like... It was just like, oh, this is my job to lie. What's the biggest damage you ever did to something when you were a young person? I, I mean, I, nothing like that, but like definitely to, you know, being very mean. I did a thing. I did a thing. I, don't, I, I mean, at the time, I probably was at the very least a little high and it seemed it seemed deliberate, but it was an actual just honest mistake which was literally the day my sister got her like driver's license. She got a car like the first day she had a car and I backed into it and just destroyed it. 
That's horrible. <laughs> the first day. Oh. <laughs> Literally, like, it was, like, the first day she had a car, and I had a, um, like, a truck with, like, like, one of those, like, spare tires on the back that, like, I just never really spatially accounted for an extra foot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. parking was very difficult with one of those stupid-ass trucks. So, like, I just rammed this tire into her truck, like, the front part of her car and just, like, destroyed her car. Oh. And it had to come in, and it just seemed like a petty, like, older sibling thing where I came in and been like, um, yeah, so I destroyed Rachel's car. <laughs> so <laughs> like, horrible. everyone was like, what the fuck? And I didn't have, like, a good reason other than, like, I just was, like, dumb at parking. I never thought about the extra foot of, of space. I used to, um, in, I have a lot of destructing property stories, but most of them are sad. The, there used to be this. This is not a sad story. There used to be this place in, in Oakland uh, on Rockridge, uh, on on uh, um, Rockridge Avenue. God, I can't believe I don't know the name of the street. But anyway, yeah, Rockridge, a uh, College Avenue. God, that's where I grew up. But anyway, there was this place, uh, this abandoned house. When we were growing up, it was more a little bit more of a working class uh, neighborhood than it is now. It was always a little little fancier but it was a little more working class and there was an abandoned house on college avenue and me and my friends used to go in there and we would graffiti and we would just like punch through the drywall and like set it on fire and break the windows it was like our our hangout spot that we would all go get high and just fuck shit up in and then now somebody bought it and now it's like this incredibly bougie fancy french restaurant in oakland called Acote. And it's like this French tapas place. So like every time I get to eat there, when I go back to Oakland, if I ever eat at Alcote, it's like such a delightful feeling to be eating like gentrification tapas <laughs> in the in, in the in, in the building that I used to like take yeah. acid and like but you dive can't through help the it. drywall. You still, like, punch through the drywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, let's play another secret. Hi, first time caller, long time listener. Um, I'm in the other room hiding to make this call. I have two separate unrelated secrets. Number one, I stole a bunch of hand sanitizer and tissues from work. When we went to work from home, I put them in a large bag. I walked out and I didn't feel bad. And secret number two, that I used my husband's um, nose hair trimmer <laughs> to trim my bottle hair. Oh my uh, my hair. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. I knew secret two was going to be way worse than secret one. Yeah, for sure. Nobody leaves a hand sanitizer secret if they don't have something dark to follow it up with. (laughs) Yeah, the hand sanitizer thing, it's like, I would totally do that. It's so funny, though. Of all things to use to trim your butthole hair is the the one thing he puts in his nose. Like... (laughs) It could have been his clip. Honestly, it's at a certain point, it's like if he can't tell, then like, he, like then who gives a shit? Like if he, he honestly like can't smell her butthole, then who cares? Who, who gives a shit is uh, her, and who takes it is him into his nostrils. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let's play another. Hi, I'm a forty-something mom of three. They're all grown and out of the house, and whenever I travel on the interstate. I usually masturbate while I'm traveling because what else am I going to do when I'm driving on the interstate? And I have told my significant other about this, and he thinks I'm crazy, but, I mean, it's boring to drive. So, anyway, that's my secret. Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) 
<laughs> so polite. Yeah, very nice. Her she, secrets that she masturbates every time she, she drives on the interstate. Oh, that's a that's a lot of masturbating. Yeah, it's quite a. It depends on how long you're going. I yeah. did that once for a guy, but it was like. Barely what do you mean for a guy? It. Like he was like masturbate <laughs> on your way home. Oh, on the phone with him? No, just like as I drove home on the freeway. You mean you did it like he didn't know it was just like for him? I guess in honor of him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> was it John McCain? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like. <laughs> overrated i once heard a trick i don't know if i mentioned it on this podcast before but that uh, a trucker trick is that if you're on a long drive and you're tired you should begin to masturbate uh but don't ejaculate if you if you masturbate the whole time you'll stay awake the whole drive but if you ejaculate you're done for you're Classy. falling asleep interesting i try i tried it they sell a lot of like dick sucking apparatus at <laughs> at like uh truck stops oh interesting what do you mean dick sucking apparatus but you like plug it into the cigarette lighter and then it's like they're like, oh, like a flashlight thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. But those guys are horny. Those guys are very horny. They're horny. I actually used to buy a lot of trucker centric comedy CDs from truck stops. That's awesome. <laughs> so I learned, I learned a lot about like trucker culture from that. So like, yeah, they're very horny. And Wait, why are like, they so horny? Because <laughs> they're by themselves all the time. They're by themselves. They're just driving like not. It's like twelve, fourteen hour days, and then like, like there's, but there's a very like very open masturbatory element to being a trucker, where it's like there are prostitutes who who right. hang out at truck stops. Lot called, lizards. Uh, lot lizards. Yeah. Really. And you can like have sex with prostitutes if you feel like it, but then to let the lot lizards know that you're not interested you're supposed to like put your cum rag out like and le- like like tie it up on your rear view mirror what? Be like i'm i'm good i'm done and they look at it I and say it he, he's already like, that guy's like, already on your mirror you like move on like it's not even worth like knocking on the door to it's wake a- them up it's like uh, the beginnings of the hanky code in the gay community, but it's just one <laughs> one message. It's like the rag means. Wait, a lot lizard's come. a woman. A lot lizard is a lot lizard both. is typically a woman. I that's I mean I don't I don't know how who sucks your dick. Who it's a prostitute. They will they will fuck or suck. Okay. So it's a prostitute that frequents the parking lots of truck or, truck stops. And uh, how much do they charge? Well, I would say eighty eighty dollars for. Uh, for a fuck, fifty dollars for a suck, and if you want to go around the world, that's for a hundred. But that I, I mean, like I'm just too much, Mosh. What? I bet it's way cheaper than that. No, I have, I don't. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know. I think they get paid in gasoline. <laughs> 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 and those so it's like just, it's kind of based on the market value of diesel gas, right? <laughs> or if you, or you're, sometimes they'll just they'll do barter. So it'll be like you know those trucker um, soda those hard plastic soda uh, cups that they have mm-hmm. that are like 85 ounces. So an 85 yeah. ounce or a Mountain Dew, that'll get you at least a hand job in, in certain oh, lots. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, Joe, it's been a delight having you. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm happy <laughs> that that's your last thought. I, I feel like that's... Uh, wait. Okay. Before we let you go... I want to know if Joe has any tips for us. Like, what, what are the things you're doing in quarantine that are like the sanity, like that's making you happy? Um, you know, I am, uh, like you've mentioned, I am baking a lot. I'm cooking a lot. I'm running a lot. You're running so, um, like, I feel, so, so you're running yeah. by yourself. I run, uh, what was the question? Do you run by yourself and do you wear a mask? I wear a mask. Um, 
which makes it much more difficult. It yeah. really does feel like I'm like hyper, like 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 I'm like training for something. Mm-hmm. Like I can barely breathe. Um, no, I don't know. I you mean, went like ten I'm, miles. I, at I, a I guess time, it's right? like I'm trying to like exercise as much as I can. I feel like I don't know. I I don't know. I, that, I that's helping. I'm like, not just... a person to like give advice on how to be like <laughs> mentally stable. I don't think. <laughs> You're like you should play some NBA 2K. <laughs> And just make sure make sure that they don't cheat. Um, you're, yeah, Joe. You you seem good actually. You're baking. You're running. You're exercising. You're working. You have a healthy relationship. As as much as it pains for me to say it, sounds like you're dealing with this pandemic pretty well. Thanks, man. I do think I am actually. I'm in like I I know when I need to. Like I I like um, hate watch a thing. Do you know about Netflix Party? Yes. No. What you, is that? You, yeah. What is it, Joe? It's a way to like watch. You can like watch a something on Netflix with other people and like comment. And so like I hate watch something with a few friends last night, and that was very uh, cathartic, and I think actually made me feel much better and connected <laughs> to my <laughs> people that I love and care about. So that's awesome, um, Joe. What I'm, was the title yeah, of the, of the what was the title of the film that you hate watch? What was it? What was it? <laughs> what was it? What was it that you watched? What was it? It was well, a TV show on Netflix. I don't. Oh, which, I feel which TV like it's, show? Which, it's which... a gauche to say. No, I know. I'm kidding. I was really Next hoping. Next time, invite us to your know, hate watch. Is, the, the Come only, on, go, we're the, just sitting here by ourselves. The gauche thing is that you did a hate watch party and didn't invite me. Now that is gauche. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I will tell. I, I'll, I'll text you because like, you guys gotta watch the show. It's fucking uh, insane. Okay. It's the Wait. worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Wait, he just texted. He just texted me. The Wire? Are you kidding, Joe? That's a great yeah. movie. Everybody likes that show. All right. Um, listen. Yo, th- what is this shit about the wire being good? <laughs> Joe Mandy, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? No, you don't, do you? You have a Netflix special, don't you? Um, yeah, I got a Netflix special. I I just today confirmed that my um my dates in london will be rescheduled for 2021 or 2022 so that's very cool it's quite a plug to our british listeners i I think i like the thing that's like the most aggravating i mean it's such a like selfish thing to be mad about but i was like so on the cusp of like shooting a special like i had been touring and like i was like ready i was like in the process of like locking down a that you know what i mean like i was in the works of doing that and now it's just like who who even knows that like, is, yeah. can't even imagine doing stand-up right now so. well i've been i have an idea um that you might want to uh co-opt which is so it's it's basically like you you know these like fema cdc mobile command center like do you ever see um uh what's that movie with amy adams and um where the aliens come Oh, arrival! Arrival! You remember that little like yeah. hermetic chamber that they had that they hose them down in? Uh huh. So you make a really complicated like room where there's t- there's multiple hermetic uh, p- rubber plastic room roomlets that you pump okay. AC into, and each one of those has a cocktail table in it, and then it'll be like couples that have quarantined together. So it's like multiple rooms, everybody can sit separately, and then you perform from behind a plexiglass chicken coop, like an old honky-tonk bar. Like a smoke monster, and I can like come on the screen like the monsters <laughs> yes. in that movie. Yes. Yeah, no, I think this is good. This is a good idea. It's a good idea, and I have a producer already on board for your special who's who wants to fund it. 
Amy Adams. This rule. Okay. No, cool. it's it's not Amy. It's Bill Maher. It's Bill Maher and Jared Kushner. They wanted to fund it if if you're interested. I am. I am. Well, I want to see his dick. Well, if you're in England, watch Joe in England next year or the year after that. And Joe, yeah. Wait, but by the way, Joe, thank you for taking time to talk to yeah, us. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, you know, um, yeah, it, it was a real. Uh, I had to move some stuff around, so <laughs> you're welcome. You had to move some dough around from one side. We tell Kylie we love her, and we'll hopefully <laughs> see you soon. Sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Joe, Mandy, Joe, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it very, very much, and happy COVID. God bless you both. God Bye. bless you. Oh, he's the best. Stand-up will come back. It'll just come back last. Okay. I realized today what the last two things are going to be. What? It's going to be stand-up, and then right after that, it's going to be music festivals. The last thing to return will be music festivals. Why do you think that? Because they, I can't, I literally can't think of a worse environment. Why? Because, well. A lot of it's outdoors. That's right? Good. That is true. Maybe stand-up is last. Why do you think music is better or worse than stand-up because there's more people? Yeah, just more people. What about more... people who sell out, you know, 5,000-seat theaters? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe rock concerts are the last ones, specifically like ones that... In... Maybe it's good if you only sell out, you know, 500 seats. Right. Maybe that is good to only sell out 500 seats <laughs> like we always do every time we go on the road. They're sold out. Um, you know, I miss stand-up. Do you miss it? Hell no. No. I love it. I love stand up and I miss it. I doing love it. it like when I'm on stage and it's going well, but I hate traveling. I hate trying to get there. You hate bombing. You know what, Natasha? What she, Natasha's got a weird ritual that when she's on stage and she starts bombing, a lot of comedians will just try and push through it and like find a way to make it work or they'll start blaming the audience or they'll shut down as a performer. Uh, Natasha, you just, do you know, you remember, you know what I'm talking about, how you'll just stop in the middle of your performance and you'll just go, the Silver Lake Screamer. You know what I love? What, Mosh? I love the Silver Lake Screamer. I love you, too.